Welcome to another Pure Fandom Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Liz Prue, and in this episode, I'm joined by my co-host, Lindy Smith, where we interview the fierce and talented Felicia Henderson at San Diego Comic-Con. You may know Felicia as the brain behind so many things you know and love, from Teen Titan Comics to the Punisher series on Netflix, where she currently serves as co-executive producer. She went from a young girl obsessed with Batman comics to a major force in the TV and comic industry. She's had her hand in everything from Gossip Girl and Fringe to Everybody Hates Chris and Sister Sister. We had the pleasure of chatting with Felicia at SDCC this year for our Fierce Female series about her career, The Punisher Season 2, and advice for people looking to make it in the entertainment world. If you're a woman looking to break into the entertainment industry or just looking to be inspired, tune into the podcast as Felicia breaks down why all women need to brush fear aside, set goals, and lean on positive friendships for support. What's up, guys? This is Liz and Lindy here, live from San Diego Comic-Con. We are on a balcony, rooftop. I don't know what you would call this. This is an amazing rooftop. Yes. Uh, here at the Hilton Bayfront Hotel. Yes, yes, yes. Bayfront. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we are with Felicia Henderson here, who, if you don't know her, well, you should. <laughs> she is um, co-executive producer of The Punisher. She's had her hand in Gossip Girl. Yes, what? And in Chuck the and Blair for life. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. And Teen Titans in the comic book world. She is um, amazing. And we have her here today just to talk a little bit about her career mm-hmm. and any advice that she can give um, women or any young people looking to mm-hmm. make it in the industry um, in any way. So how are you today? Have you been enjoying the convention I so have. far? Yes, it's, it's very easy to very, very quickly get overwhelmed by it all if you get on that main floor too too early in the morning um, so um, to answer your question I'm doing well I'm happy to be here um, it's one of my favorite things to do you know every year I look forward to it and I've been doing it for many years so I've watched it grow into this behemoth of a con that it is now and you're a f- massive comic book fan just personally yes. yes for sure all my life yeah all my life since I guess I started reading when I was seven or eight mm-hmm. and then you know you get to like college and you put it away because that's childish and I'm a grown woman now mm-hmm. and then you realize I don't think I'm that grown after all when you're <laughs> like about 30 <laughs> you go back to what you love mm-hmm. so um and writing Teen Titans was the thing that got me back to this thing that I love since I was mm-hmm. a kid yes growing up uh loving comics you know that's typically a male uh, highlighted genre or fandom did yes. you have a network of other female readers or was it just more of like a solitary thing you I know, had a network of imaginary female readers <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I uh, would hang out with all the time um, no I didn't mm-hmm. uh, my mom used to buy comic books at the second hand thrift store kind of place that was walking distance from my home and it was a house full of girls I'm one of six girls Oh, wow. And so it was, she'd bring home all these stacks of Archies, and then there'd be like a Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. And my teen sisters would fight over the Archies, and I was like, give me that Batman in there that nobody <laughs> wanted, no one wanted. And so I think it may have started out as it was the only thing I didn't have to compete for, mm-hmm. but then I read it, and it was way more interesting to me mm-hmm. than, you know, stuff about the teens going to the dance or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, and it was dark, and I had a very active imagination. 
I felt like Batman and I were the same person. Um, and I really related to him because it was also about, you know, being alone. And I felt very much like that as a kid. I was a sickly kid, so my sisters and brothers would go outside and play. And I would be in the house with my asthma inhaler (laughs) and my Batman comic book. um, But that's where it started. And I just was a a world that I could escape into and get lost, Mm -hmm. you know. And and it still feels like that today when I'm reading. I don't want to be bothered. Like, you can disturb me when I'm reading anything else, but not when I'm reading Books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's your thing. Yes, it's my thing. Get yeah. away, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, why are you talking to me right now? I'm busy. What brought you into the TV world? How did that all get started? Yeah, that happened as most wonderful things in my life, just by pure happenstance, blessings, luck, mm-hmm. right place, preparation. You know, it's never been like, here is my plan. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. things just have happened. Um, but that happened because I got. Um, to go to grad school I have an MBA corporate finance and I got a fellowship from NBC and the Peabody Foundation um, to pay for my grad school and so that was my introduction to NBC to which is my first introduction to television Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone in television even though I'm from LA and um, and having that fellowship allowed me and our the other fellows to meet like the CEO of NBC and be invited to the New York corporate offices and the Burbank, you know, creative offices. Mm -hmm. And that was really it. It's the first place I ever even read a script was once I got a job in the management training program. I was called a creative associate. And that was my first introduction. This first time I ever read a script, I was more fascinated with the business side of like, so someone explain to me how you get paid for this. You know, I was very interested because whether you read something that was genius or really, really bad, both people were getting paid for it, you know? So I'm How like, does that work? Yes, I was fascinated by that. And you'd see something really bad and they give you notes to do another draft and they're gonna give you more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm all into this. Uh-huh. I'm very interested in this. So that was my first introduction. And then I just got obsessed with reading all the different stuff that if you're working at a network, all the comedies and dramas and then all the you know genres of drama dramas I was just fascinated by all of that and um, when I started comedy was king there you know half hour was reigned on TV mm-hmm. so that's kind of why I naturally had a supervisor who said you should apply to the Warner Brothers writers workshop you have good insight to the scripts you're really funny you know you should apply and um, he got me an application and I applied um, and I had to write a script, you know, so the first script I ever wrote in my life was a Roseanne script. I was, it was, I was obsessed with that show in the 90s and thought it was genius. And I got into the program and that was like 24 years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah, and I've been writing ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it that took you from writing to producing? Like, how did you in make that In television, it's a natural ascent if you start as a writer. As you make your way up the ladder as a writer, your your um, your credit changes. Yeah. So you start as like a staff writer. Well, I started as a trainee. I was a writer's trainee, and then became a staff writer, then a story editor, 
and then an executive story editor, then a co-producer, producer, supervising producer, co-executive producer, but all of those positions are writers. Mm -hmm. So as you climb that ladder, you're just adding more responsibility, you learn more. And I just found that I really loved the stuff I was learning about how to put all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. And as I climbed that ladder, I really realized I, I'm meant to be a showrunner. Mm -hmm. I love it when I have a million decisions to make a day every five minutes everybody's coming at you you got to do like I, I'm born for that and so it is where I am most comfortable and where I am happiest is when I'm running a show and how do you balance um, this is such a, a broad question but I love to hear people's answers to this and because you're doing what you love and yes. of course there are parts of that sometimes I better a grind yeah so how do you how do you balance projects and saying, I really, really love that. I know that's going to be more work that I really want to take on, but mm -hmm. that just feels like me. That's my project. So do you, do you kind of set that expectation going in? Hmm, I'm horrible at this. If, if I try to come from a place of passion. Mm -hmm. So I combine that I always want to make a decision about something that I would want to be with when it gets really horrible and difficult and no one's getting along. You know, I, I try to ask myself all those questions at the beginning, like, is this something that when it's ugly, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be, but I love this that much. And luckily, I have some experience with the ugly, so I know what it can look like. And then I try to then go, and now how many projects can I balance at once? <laughs> because I am passionate about a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know, I, my experience has been kind of broad, so, and with my personal experience as well in my life. So I'm passionate about everything from writing family drama to writing about black holes. You know? yeah. So <laughs> it's like, but you can only balance so many things and do them well. Mm -hmm. So I go, what are the things I'm most passionate about? How many can I do well? Mm -hmm. And try to find that magic number. I know five is too many now because I've tried that. <laughs> um, I know two is too few. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it also depends on the size of the project. Is it something I know a lot about naturally? Then that means I couldn't add another project. Mm -hmm. Or is it something I need to do a lot of research on, like a project I have on my plate now. I've been doing research for six months on that thing. Mm -hmm. So you can't really add a lot of stuff when you have to do that much research. So all of that goes into it in terms of trying to find that balance, mm -hmm. you know, so that you can still have what some might call a life. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. That's yes. a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for well first of all, as a woman in the industry, both comic and TV, have you experienced any kind of hurdles, any advice that you could give women who are wanting to be in either of those industries? Um you know, I have a probably a different philosophy. I, I don't know what everyone's philosophy is, so maybe I shouldn't say it's different, but um, I have maybe a unique um, perspective on hurdles. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really talk about them a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't focus on them. I don't, I feel like it's a waste of our time. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that I could tell you that you don't already know as two women sitting here. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can tell a young black woman that she doesn't already know living in her black skin mm -hmm. or a young, I don't know, you know, pick the group. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like to talk to young people about, I'm talking to you now so you understand, so you don't go, she's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but because 
that's not where your focus should be. Yeah. What is it that you want to do? And that I feel like no matter what, don't let anyone convince you to take your eye off the prize. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that when people, this is my favorite question to hate, is when people go, as a black woman, what are you? I'm like, I don't wake up every morning going, well, look at me. There I am a black woman again <laughs> when I look in the mirror. You know, you wake up who you are yeah. and you get through your day the best way that you can. That doesn't mean that I don't acknowledge racism mm -hmm. and sexism mm -hmm. and ageism and all the other isms. Um, I know they exist. I just mm -hmm. don't have time to allow them to stop me from doing what it is mm -hmm. I want to do. Mm -hmm. So my advice to young people, and particularly young women, because that's where my heart is, is mm -hmm. to make sure that young women know that they can pursue and do any damn thing they want to. Mm -hmm is I focus on what is it you want to do? What are the steps you're doing to take you to get there? And then I may say, okay, so then don't let anyone or any other thing, uh, obstacle, take your eye off the prize. Um, that doesn't mean obstacles aren't gonna come, but you have to decide how much of your focus they get. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something every day I go, that's kind of shitty, moving on, mm -hmm. you know, despite. What do you do despite the things that might come against you? That's where your focus has to be. Um, do you have a network of people that you, um, you know, I find that just through anything, I'm having my a group of, you know, friends, both male and female, just yes. some sort of support system to lean on and say, you know, if I'm feeling, if I'm not feeling the love over here and the support, I know I have a group of people that's always going to say you can do this. I have to tell you, it should be illegal the support system that I have <laughs> like it's ridiculous mm -hmm. that I sometimes you meet people who don't have one good friend mm -hmm. you know or maybe just have one mm -hmm. or and I have this group most of I've been with for many years a few that I came into the business business with but I also am a person a rarity in that I'm from LA working in Hollywood mm -hmm. So I also have my friends from junior high school who don't give a damn about Hollywood. <laughs> but the people I came in the business with or some people who mentored me at the beginning, mm -hmm. like I literally can t probably give you the names of seven or eight people that if I called right now and said, I think that it's time for me to jump off of the Bayfront wonderful, as beautiful <laughs> as it is, that they would drive from LA to stop me. Yeah. They would drop whatever they're doing like I know that that is beautiful and rare mm -hmm. and you know I, I was ill a couple years ago and you know I'm in the hospital and I wake up and I'm like where are you guys how did you even know I was here yeah. and my one friend said there's just something in your voice when I asked you oh where are you and you didn't answer and like to know someone well enough to know that means she's somewhere she doesn't want to be she didn't sound like herself and to then figure out, I think that means Cedar sinai Hospital. I don't know how she did that. Mm -hmm. But that night she called another friend, two of my best friends, and they came, ended up like by midnight getting kicked out of the hospital because oh. we were too loud. Like those are the kind of people in my life. Mm -hmm. So that's so beautiful. Like there's, you know, and like I said, I'm one of six girls and two of my sisters I'm ridiculously close to. Mm -hmm. My youngest brother is also the youngest. There's not a day that we don't text something really stupid to each other, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I have a network that's really, really amazing. For women that are looking, or, you know, males and females mm -hmm. that are looking to find that type of support system, um, 
would you say that you know any workshop you can go to or just a comic-con go to a comic-con and go yeah. to a panel that has an in- interest of yours and try and you know put yourself out there it's so hard to do that it's, it's, it's not easier hard said to than do done. that. It is an easier said than done. It's the easiest thing you can do mm-hmm. is to oh, I love you. show up <laughs> places. Yeah. To just show up places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did an interview yesterday with the Daily Bruin, the UCLA paper, because that's my alma mater. And, um, and after the interview, she's like, that's it. And I said, well, okay, I'm glad it's over. I, I couldn't even focus on the interview because I wanted it to be over so bad so that I could give this girl some advice. Um, and you know she wants to be a filmmaker but she had said a couple things that let me know that she wasn't doing any of this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and I said you have to make sure that you don't leave that school without your tribe Mm -hmm. you're in the place where you find your tribe and you will work with those people and pick them carefully for the rest of your career so you're missing an opportunity as she's talking about how she can't you know she hasn't where do I go to I'm like where do you go you're at UCLA. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. So that that's a really easy place. Mm-hmm. And anywhere that in LA, it's easier because there are all kinds of groups of like assistants and right. you know aspiring this and that who do mixers and stuff all the time. Doesn't even cost you. You don't have to buy drinks when you go. There's mm-hmm. no charge at the mm-hmm. door. So you can do this for free. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with social media and just wherever you are in Indianapolis right now there's a group of women somewhere who are wanting to be you guys those people should be meeting oh we have we I will give us one pat on the back Please. we we met in co- well we went to high school together became tribe oh. in college and then post college we found out we were watching the same vampire shows started <laughs> blogging about it yeah with, with wine, with wine and obviously blog with wine. <laughs> and then you know we started writing for entertainment weekly and then now we build our own side and yes people say our writers they will say oh, we want to be just like you guys and meanwhile you know we just we both had our first babies oh over the last God, two years meanwhile we're like we're just trying to breastfeed and tie <laughs> <laughs> like, if you even knew what this you was like but i think right? the one thing but we always tell people that. is like what you're saying put yourself out there yes. you might get rejected sometimes uh-huh. but you just people will say yes to you more than you think you have yes. to put yourself that in the true. situations if you don't put you yourself don't in the situation mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the thing right now again i go back because you're from indianapolis you could tweet anyone else in Indianapolis want to get together and talk about blogging about vampires mm-hmm. now you have you know you start mm-hmm. a tribe not everyone and you need to be discerning mm-hmm. so, yeah. nah, you need to be in your own tribe you're yeah. a little weird oh you want you to be a vampire baby. right yeah okay. that's, that's, Maybe a not. <laughs> that's a different yeah that's a different one different they're, they're in an hour right <laughs> but it's that it should be that easy there's no excuse now it's mm-hmm. too, everything is much easier mm-hmm. you know so yeah Oh, well, I this I could talk to you all day. We know you you've got places to be, but Thank you. Um, we, have, we have to ask about the Punisher though for the people that want yes, to know about. Yes, yes. So we want to move on to your current project. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay, so Punisher. Spoil everything. What's yes. coming? Here's tell us everything the entire you need to know. I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> the stuff that'll give me fire. I want you to know it all because why would I want to continue to work? I know. Over in the Marvel universe, I don't know why right? I don't want that. Um, I have to tell you, it has been pure joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never written a show like that, which is why it was interesting to me. My One of my sisters always says, I know you're going to be in trouble whenever you go, huh, I've never done that before when I'm asked to do something. Because mm-hmm. I love 
I love adding to whatever knowledge I have, whatever experiences I have, especially creatively. Mm-hmm. And um, and as a comic book lover, to get a chance to write on something, you know, adapting mm-hmm. a, a, a comic book. Um, Steve Lightfoot, the showrunner who adapted it, um, you know, blessed me with a position on that show. And uh, the knowledge, even it's changed my life in terms of what I know, you know, my father was a vet, so I, I lived with someone with PTSD, but it still was my father, and it was enough years after that it was manageable, but to be, you know, sort of in the, in, on the grind with this, to be so involved with it in the research that we've done, and Steve is a sort of researchaholic, and, you know, we started in season one with him with it like putting 30 books in the middle of the writer's room table and saying we're all going to read these books wow and a list of documentaries just about everything from serving in afghanistan to what ptsd looked like after vietnam versus after iraq like first-hand accounts like wow. it the amount of knowledge and the amount of knowledge i now have about weapons mm-hmm. um because it's a place where the, all of that is really respected and then to for me to ground all of that in this character who I related to as crazy as that sounds because for me I entered it in terms of my interest in it from a place of who would I be if someone murdered my entire family that's something we all can relate to that's a starting point for any audience Um, on the surface you might go what do I have in common you know with this 40 year old white man who is a vet who comes back and solves all his problems by you know shooting everyone but I felt like that's not what I saw what I saw is this man who was um, in incredible mental and emotional trouble because his whole family had been killed including two young children in front of his eyes yeah and so that was the journey of the first season now creatively it, once you have avenged that, then you now have to deal more with yourself mm-hmm. because you did this thing and now it's that aftermath of you know, a, um, having a traumatic event where well, how has it really affected you? Now you have time to sit with yourself. So in the second season, um, it's an opportunity of the emotional, mental aftermath of now what? I've avenged the deaths of deaths of my family. Now, how do I identify myself? Now, what is it that I am um, living for? Mm-hmm. And so, the second season is very much an exploration of that question. Plus, he potentially created even more of a monster after what he did. Potentially. Right? <laughs> <laughs> potentially. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited. I I loved. The Punisher. Absolutely oh, so loved it. I watched that. it twice all the way through, which is rare. Yes. Um, that is rare for you. It is Good rare. <laughs> I just, I, I, abs- I loved it. I absolutely I, I'm loved it. I'm with you um, because I, like, again, the, for me, the character exploration, the Dina character, like, I, mm-hmm. I loved writing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Barnes is just a joy every day to be on set with. Like, he's just an idiot like it's just so (laughs) much fun like the cast is uh, rarely have I worked with a cast that is so joyful to work with and 
everyone you know you, there's always one right mm -hmm. and but this cast I'm like I love writing for everyone I love when I have to it shoots in New York mm -hmm. so you know when it's your episode that you've written you have to go produce the episode mm -hmm. so I look for it like oh I get to go back and be oh, with fun. these people because mm -hmm. when they're jerks you're like don't make me go back to production yeah, yeah. but this is like yes I get to hang out with these really cool people oh. and watch them do their thing and they're also talented mm -hmm. and you're and, and it's writing that you're proud of like it really is the just mm -hmm. perfect mix of everything nice so I feel like I also read that you're joining Team Empire. Is that right? I, exactly three weeks ago, okay. I joined Team Empire as part of my overall deal that I just signed at okay. 20th Century Fox. Okay. Um, so part of that is like, okay, while we're waiting for you to create your own stuff, mm -hmm. we'd like to put you on a show to help out. Mm -hmm. Here's some shows we have. And they listed the shows, but then they kept going. And then there's Empire, and they list the shows again. They go, yeah, an Empire. Empire. I was like, let me guess. You guys want me to go on Empire? <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you want to? Yeah, that would be great. We think your voice would be a nice addition. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I've been there three weeks. It's a room, so not in production yet, but it's a room full of really talented writers. Mm -hmm. And there's no better place to be for me than in a room with writers. That's that's heaven yeah um, and so I'm still getting to know everyone I'm still getting to know the characters I haven't written them yet mm -hmm. you know but it's coming up in a couple episodes I'll get to write an episode um, so it's yeah and I've known like I've worked with Terrence before mm -hmm. um, I wrote an arc for him on soul food so oh, you know yeah. like yeah like 15 years ago so mm -hmm. um, we know each other from there so it's good to be back with him um, I think Taraji is freaking genius, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm so looking forward to writing for her. It doesn't get any better than that. While I then start to create, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm working on now a, um, a family drama because I miss it at the same time that I'm also developing a project about a woman who can eat the evil thoughts, the thoughts of evil people. So that's my balance, oh, right? Wow. Now. Okay, no so, more than five. So you right? got no more than five. So you got those two, those and the then two Empire and Punisher. Hopper. Are those your four right now? Yes. Okay. But the Punish, yes. Those yeah. are my four right okay. now. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. And the way the scheduling is working out, like you know, the stuff, the brand and stuff that I'm creating is really for next development season. Yeah. So I can do it at a more leisurely pace, mm -hmm. sort of. It's going to be coming up time, like. Yeah. September to mm -hmm. go out and start pitching that but um, I love my new execs at Fox I, I say crazy stuff and they just they don't even flinch <laughs> and I you know and they know I'm a, a writer producer I'm a director they're like yeah bring all of that I was oh, like this is great. the right home for me it's your tribe yes yes, yes. back to that oh. well yes. thank you so much this has thank just been such a joy I we appreciate your time we when we she forwarded me the email and said, we need to interview her. Fierce and I said, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> said, yes, we do. female alerts. Female yeah. <laughs> alert, yes. You said, I sign us that. up. So yes, thank you thank so you. much. The pleasure is mine, and I look forward to reading it. And also, this is my introduction to you. So now you have a fan, and I'm going to be checking out the blog regularly. Yay. Because um, one fierce female to two more we got to support oh, that's each right. other that's right so thank that's you guys right. very yes. much for doing what you do oh appreciate it takes one thank, thank you so much <laughs> thank you very much